You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles... If you, if you brought them, Ryan, did they all bring their Bibles? <laughs> We're going to find one little dinky book in the back of the, in the, back of the, 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 the Minor Prophets, and Joel. We're going to look for the book of Joel tonight. Joel chapter 3, verse 14. We're only going to read one verse. I won't have you stand for it, but if, if, uh, one verse. If you find Joel chapter 14, just... Give me an amen, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, and I don't make that take all night now because I'm still going to preach, and this is, this is six pages of message here. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I wanna, while you're looking, I'll just say I'll just update on the prison ministry. We've, this week we've had some, we've had, I mean, Lord's blessed, we've had Two saved Saturday night, which is highly unusual for my Saturday night service, but I had two men saved, and uh, I was praising God for that. I'll tell you, it was, and then there were, there were six men that got, that, that, that raised their hand, trusted Christ on Monday afternoon when I was there, so we're, we're having, we're having a good, we're having a good, uh, good, uh, good month this week, this year so far. But anyway, everybody find what they're looking for? Joel chapter 3? Well, it's just one verse. If you, don't, if, if you didn't find it, just listen. Okay, here we go. The Bible says in Joel chapter 3, it says, Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Let's have a quick word of prayer. We'll get, we'll get started. Lord, we pray tonight, God, that you'll be with us in our services tonight, Lord. I just ask God that you'll Put your hand of blessings on every corner of the building where there's something going on tonight, Lord. And I pray, Father, that, that uh, hearts and lives will be changed, Lord, that souls can be saved. We love you, Father. We thank you again for your blessings to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. In our text, God has gathered the heathen into the, uh, to the valley of Jehoshaphat for judgment because of their great wickedness. They are, they are assembled there. And when, once they're assembled, he says, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. I want you to realize that, the, that they're not there gathered there in the valley of Jehoshaphat to make a decision. They're there because of the decisions they've already made. And they're, they're about ready to be judged for those decisions, because uh, um, they are facing a judgment as a result of past decisions. This is, this is prophetic in Scripture, which points to the, to the valley where people will be gathered for judgment because of decisions that they've already made, that have already been made. The world is a valley of decision for us right here today. There are multitudes of decisions to be made every day. Every day we get up, Every day we have choices to make. And the trouble is sometimes we don't, we don't 
I mean, I, I don't mean to say that we need to, you know, oh, you know, we need to pray over every little decision, but we, but we don't put enough, sometimes we don't put enough thought in the decisions we make. Anyway, the day, I'm talking to mostly a saved group here, the day that you were given the gospel of Jesus Christ, you had a decision to make. You're going to decide to accept Christ as your Savior, or you decide you're not going to accept Christ as your Savior. Those are the decisions. The decision that you made that day, obviously here most of us have all made that decision. We're going to trust Christ in a personal way. We love Him. And, but, you know, we, we, we all make little decisions. We all have to d deal with all those little decisions. Um, after you're saved, you, just, you, you, you make the decision whether to surrender to God or not. You decide whether you want to come to church or whether you want to stay home. You decide whether to serve God or to coast in your Christian experience. We decide whether we will surrender to the Lord or resist, our, or resist His will for our lives. We decide whether we'll, be, we'll serve righteousness or we'll serve sin. We, we got those, every day we have those decisions to make. Do you realize that there is no such thing as a small decision? There really isn't anything such thing as a small decision. Every decision is vital for this reason. Decisions determine other decisions. Little decisions may bring big decisions later. Little decisions affect big decisions later. Big decisions affect your destiny. We got to be careful what we're what we're what we're doing here. Um, I now, I'm guessing probably everybody had this experience at some point or another here. Maybe most of with Pastor Spencer, but in my in my own personal experience, when I when we when my wife and daughter and, and when our family moved back from uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, we were visited. Uh, my my mom invited us to church but we were going to a little church in in Worthing South Dakota and mom wanted us to come to our church her or her church this one here and one day one one evening you know what happened on one Thursday night got a visit pastor Henry's knocking on the door he says hey why don't you come to our church? It wasn't that simple, but you know, we talked, we had a gun, and he said, listen, I'd like to invite you to come to church. Now, at the time, you know, the church we were in didn't have any outreach, didn't, didn't care, you know, I don't say they didn't care, but they, 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 they didn't have anything. We just heard a sermon on Sunday morning, and we went home. We were, we had to make a decision. Are we going to make a commitment just to continue to that church? And live the way we wanted to live? Or are we going to make the commitment to come to Eastside Baptist Church three times a week and, and, and serve there? You know what? We decided on Eastside. And I'll tell you, things happened after that. All of a sudden, within a short time, you know, I'm leaving Eastside. But I'm moving to Texas to go to Bible college. And uh, so... 
decisions like that are made, and they're important decisions. We, we could have easily stayed in, in Worthing and gone to this little church and just kind of wandered through our whole life, really not doing anything for God. But we decided we, we, decided we needed to get busy for the Lord. Um, so decisions, every decision you make is an important, is an important decision. Think about this. Think about Adam and Eve and their decision. God says, God told them, listen. We're, we're talking in today's vernacular here. Listen, I got something. You can eat of all the trees in the garden if you want. They're all yours, man. You're going to, I mean, they're all good. They're all, but this one tree in the midst of the garden, leave that tree alone. And Adam and Eve, all of a sudden run, run across up the serpent, and the serpent says, Say, what did God say to you about that? And, she, and Eve said, Well, you know, we're, we're, we can't eat of that tree. We, we're not even allowed to touch it. And Adam, or the serpent says, Hey, you're not going to die. Come on. Adam and Eve decided, Hey, you know what? We're going to. We're just going to go ahead and disobey God. What do you know? Do you do you have the full impact of that decision that was made that day in the Garden of Eden? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter six, verse twelve: "Whereas by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon about half a dozen men. For that half a dozen have sinned. No." Death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Think about that. That one decision that they decided that they knew better than God, that they stuck their finger in God's eye and said, no, I don't want to listen to you, God. They went and, and, and said, I'm not going to pay attention to this. And, the, and, and, it, and, it, and it, that, that decision passed down all the way through history. Just, it just Sent, men to, sent, sent the whole world to hell, basically. It, it wasn't a big decision, but it was an important decision. It, affects the lives of, it affected the lives of their two sons, Cain and Abel. God, you know, God, you know uh, all they did was disobey one little command God gave them, but a little sin turned out to be a huge huge disaster destroyed their family you know i mean cain killed his brother abel he made the decision to do that all because of adam and eve one little decision not not to obey god cain thought it would be all right to come out but you know what cain thought he'd be come out okay but he he be, he turned his decision not to bring the right sacrifice that he, he thought was going to be okay, but you know what? He turned him into a murderer. It caused him to go through the, through the land as a vagabond. My, my punishment, he, he said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Well, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, do, let's go to Abraham and Lot. Abraham and Lot were, were wandering through the, 
the Canaan together, and, 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 and they got to be so big, they were so big, their, their families were that Abraham said, listen, we need, we need to split off here. He says, listen, I'll tell you what I'll do. You, you just go anywhere you want. You just go anywhere you want, and I'll go the other way. Because we can't live like this anymore. We're, we're, we're too big. So what, what did the Bible say that, 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 that Lot did? He says he looked upon the well-watered plains of Sodom. Sodom was already a vile, wicked, profane city. But he made the decision that because they were well watered there over, in, over there by Sodom that they could, that they could you know, get in there and, and do, just live their lives and probably you know, not be affected too much by it. But it isn't long and all of a sudden Lot is in a, is, is, I don't know how you'd say it, he was, he had, he had a, powerful political position in the city Bible says he was sitting in the gate which means there that he was he had he had a powerful position in the city that affected lot and you know and I'm going to just kind of shorten it up here but lot and turned out he he lost his son-in-laws because they wouldn't leave the city his wife turned into a pillar of salt and then his he had a improper relationship with his two daughters and ended up having two, two uh, nations that were enemies of God. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I'll just go water my, I think I'll just go down to the well-watered plains of, of, of uh, Sodom down there. It won't be a big deal. But it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And it, and, it, and it ruined, it ruined Lot's life. It ruined Lot's life. Abraham went to the plains of Mamre and he, and he, separated, he separated from Sodom. And Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. He sat in the gate, which like I said, he, he, had, a, he had a powerful position there. And, every, and it cost him everything. It cost him everything. It was just a simple little decision, wasn't it? Go to the right or go to the left. All he did was take the easy way. After all, Abraham said he could have had any part he wanted. All he did was take the land towards Sodom. Not, not a big deal. It's okay. Because most of us, most of us, when we make decisions... We think we can handle it. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes we can't handle it. We can't handle it. Abraham did something quite different from Lot. He separated from the plains of Mamre and waited. What he did was he waited for the presence of God. When God came, Abraham was there to fellowship with him. Abraham ministered to the Lord as he bowed down to worship him. He was separated from the city of Sodom. How about uh, David and Bathsheba? The Bible tells us in 2 Samuel 11, chapter, in verse 1, it says, excuse me, the Bible says it was time for kings 
to go forth to war. But what did David do? David stayed home. I don't know that he wasn't planning on going to war at all. But he thought, well, maybe he'll just, you know, join him next week or next month or a couple days from now. But what happened? He's sitting on his patio up on the roof of his house, and I don't need, I don't need to get in there, but we know what happened. And then he had, a, he had, he had the lady's husband murdered. Be all because he made the decision not to go to war like he's supposed to. See, decisions, decisions, every day we have decisions to make. Every day we need to be careful about those decisions. Honestly, what every Christian should be doing is every morning when we get up, we put on the whole armor of God, asking God, please help me make the right decision. Please help me. Because it's so important. We, we, we can't go out there unprepared in that world that, that hates our guts to begin with and expect that we can stand up underneath all those things that are going to be thrown at us. We have to, we have, we got to be prepared. We need to have, we need to have the whole armor of God on. Just a little decision like staying home when I ought to be in church can be, can lead to becoming a lot, you know, can, who knows what it can lead to. It, it seemed like such a small thing, but it had such horrible, it has, you read about David after after he did that, his, his whole family was never the same after that. It, it was basically destroyed. All because of one decision not to go to war, the decision to have a relationship with someone else's wife, he did, and, and, and he, he, his whole family, his whole family was destroyed. It's a mess. Uh, let me see. I got. Let me see. We're down to page two now. No, I'm just kidding. The prodigal son. See, we're we're, we're talking about decisions. I, there there's some there's some major decisions that people made in the Bible that 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 we we we're supposed to look to the Word of God for answers. Here we go. The prodigal son. He decided. Hey. You know what? I'm tired of working for dad. I'm tired of just working this farm. I've been watching all these city folks and they're just having such a great time and they're laughing and they're enjoying themselves. And that's what I want for my life. I, I think I want that. And, and finally he goes to dad and says, Dad. Give me my inheritance. I want it. I'm leaving. And dad, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say it, but I know if, I, if, if, he's, if he's any kind of dad at all, he would have said, spent the whole time that he was there 
trying to talk his son out of making this decision. Son, don't, don't do this. Don't do this, please. Don't do this. And they said within a few days he was gone. And the Bible says, what do you say? He says he spent all his living on riotous, spent all his, all his money on riotous living. He just went out and had one big party. And he's, he's partying down, and all of a sudden he wakes up one morning and he don't have any money left over. He's, gone, he's, he's broke. I could imagine in my own head, you know, I'd say, okay, you know what? I made some good friends out here, and I, and I, and I, you know, I paid the way for those guys. Now they'll pay the way for me. Now, I, 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 I uh, talked about something similar to this one time at the prison, and you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how many guys, when I say, hey, you know what? I, matter of fact, I was preaching this message on it, and I said, and these guys, all of a sudden, this man found out he didn't have any more friends. As soon as, as, soon as he was broke, they were all gone. And I said, that ever happened to you guys? And you'd be surprised how many hands went up. I said, whoa, all the time. It happens. There they were. There he was, sitting there, broke, didn't have a job. The only thing he could find was feeding pigs. A farmer hired him to feed pigs. Obviously, the farmer was pretty cheap because he had to eat the food the pigs were eating. The, the guy, the, the, the young man, there he's sitting there, and all of a sudden he's wondering, what happened? What did I do to myself? All of a sudden the decision that he made came back to haunt him. And he's and he's out there sitting and sitting with those pigs. You know, I don't, you know, a Jewish a Jewish man is not supposed to have anything to do with any pigs at all. And here he's doing something that was that he was he grew up to say, stay away from pigs. And there he was feeding them, eating the same food they were eating. And I like I like I like I like the the Bible the the verse where it says that. And then, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to, what basically what it says, he says, when, and when he came to himself, the light came on. You know what? He made another decision. I think I'm going to go home and just see if I can just be one of the hired servants of my father. You know, he said, he got to thinking, he says, you know, he says, my dad's got more than enough. My brothers are a lot of money. Even my servants, even my dad's hired servants have way more money than I do. Have way more than I do. They got a good place to live. They got, they got food on the table. They got all that. And here I sat. He made the decision to go home. You ever of all the of all the ones that are you know, it's not very often you're going to find someone that's going to say, "Listen, once they once they're out, they're out." You know, they're. Uh... But this this man made a wise decision to make to make a try and see if his dad would help him. 
to see if his dad just make him a hired servant. The prodigal son left his home in rebellion. In rebellion, He left the will of his father. It seemed like this small thing to do. He says, after all, he says, I'm growing up. I can, I can handle this. I can handle this. What about the two thieves on the cross? Short one. Two men hanging next to Jesus on either side of Jesus. One says, hey, big shot, you think you're something? Get us down from here and save us. And that man's in hell today. But the other man says, remember me when thou enterest into, my, into thy kingdom. Decisions. We all make decisions. So we got a, so we got, oh, we got Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus chose the right way. He was a poor man, had nothing, begged from the rich man's table. But the rich man had everything and chose not to, chose not to, uh, uh, to serve the Lord. And the rich man died and went to hell. The poor man was in Abraham's bosom. Folks, we got to do this. We got to, we're, we're, we're going to do something. We're going to either decide to decide or decide not to decide. You got to decide. Now, I don't know if this was familiar. This message is familiar because I think, if I'm not mistaken, way, way long time ago, I was going through some messages and, and I run across this one and I liked it so much I had to preach it, but it, it came from Kevin Bokoff. He preached this message first time. And I thought, this is good stuff. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not trying to, what do you call that, trying to copy him. I'm giving credit where credit is due. But, um, but we have decisions to make. You, we either decide to decide or we decide not to decide. We've got to do something. We've got to make a decision. So, so the decision, you, you must now decide, okay, what, are we, what am I going to do? How, what kind of decisions do I want to make for the rest of my life? Maybe your decisions haven't been all that good, but you know what? Maybe now you say, look, they're important. God says decisions are important. We need to make good decisions. We just try to sometimes so often just live, live you know, just going on, going on, just living. Whatever happens, happens, and we'll just, work, we'll just worry about it then. But that's so often. People get in so much trouble when they try that. But we need, like I said, we need to be prepared. We need to, we need to ask God. We need to beg God every day to say, listen, help me make the right decision. Help me look to you for the decisions to make. Uh, I was telling the guys, I said, now listen, it's so important. I was telling the guys one time, it's so important about, about, about your life that you, that you do the right thing. And I said, now either you can, these are all inmates. They're all wearing the exact same thing. 
So I said, now you got to make a decision. Do you want to wear your khakis or do you want to wear your khakis? I said, what I do then is I would go look at my khakis. If I got one wrinkled pair and one that looks halfway decent, I'll wear the halfway decent ones. But we got to make a decision. Every day you, when, when they come out of their cell, they need to make the decision. Because I'll tell you what, in the prison system, in the prison system, we can't, they can't get away from their, they can't get off and they can't, they can't go back and sit in a room by themselves for a couple hours or they can't say, listen, can I have the, the empty wing in the prison just to get away? They can't do that. They're surrounded by it all day long. And every day, every day they gotta, they gotta be ready to make the right decision. And I'm going to tell you, the guys on my Saturday night crew are starting to really come around. I appreciate them so much for, for, their, for, their, uh, for their testimony. But anyway, deciding to decide or deciding not to decide, everybody that, will make, everybody that, would, that made a wrong decision in the Bible thought it was just a little decision. But it cost them everything. For some of them, it cost their souls. Others, it, they lost their families, their lives, their happiness. You're in the valley of decision today, folks. Small decisions determine big decisions that determine the course of our lives. To do nothing, to do nothing, to do nothing is making a wrong decision. To procrastinate a decision is making the wrong decision. Make the right decision today. Decide for today. Decide for Christ today. Decide that the, the will of God for your life. Decide to, if you're not saved, you need to get saved now, but decide to make a decision now that you're going to start making right decisions. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.